0: The franchise fee, the cost of entry. It opens the gate to Disneyland and buys you instant access to that ready made, proven business plan, a defined customer avatar with a marketing plan that's tried and true, with technology to help you run the business, and infrastructure that would allow you, the owner, to work on the business rather than in the business.
1: You're listening to Ice Cream with Investors, a podcast that is dedicated to teaching you how to better invest your money so that you can live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Matt Four, and it is my goal to teach and empower you to remove the roadblocks to your financial success. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today we have on Kim Daly. Kim has spent 20 years helping people achieve their financial freedom through enabling them to find the perfect franchise opportunity. Her skill matching clients' background, interests, skills, financing, and life goals are the ideal opportunity for her to be the top franchise consultant in the industry. Today, we're here to pick her brain and gain some insights on what we can gain over the daunting task of deciding what is the perfect franchise opportunity to enable you to gain financial freedom. So I'll just stop there and say, Kim, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Matt, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Absolutely. Well, we like to start people with the difficult questions here, Kim. What's your favorite ice cream?
0: Oh, it's got to be chocolate all the way. If I'm going for dessert, it's always chocolate.
1: (laughs) So we had, you are based in New Hampshire and we had somebody on the show recently um, who said their favorite ice cream place that I can't remember off the top of my head was in New Hampshire. So do you have a chocolate ice cream favorite in New Hampshire or any chocolate?
0: Lagos, Lone Oak.
1: I don't, I don't even remember, but
0: Oh, that would be so funny because I live here at the beach. And so there's a lot of like seasonal, you know, ice cream places and clam huts and lobster boats and all that because all the tourists that come in the summer. That's so funny. Uh, no, um, I don't really have a specific place. There's just multiple places around. The Beach Plum is another one that we frequent a lot because it's right near our house. But
1: What about toppings? Are you a toppings person or no? Uh,
0: it's, it's once in a while, but no, just straight chocolate.
1: I like it. (laughs) And the
0: fudgier, the better.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, tell our listeners, what's the scoop? What do you do today?
0: So I'm a franchise consultant, Matt. I help people explore the opportunity to become a franchise business owner. Really, I help people realize their dreams of business ownership through franchising.
1: So I, um, I want to set the stage here for our listeners. This is typically, we talk a lot about real estate on this show, but the reason why I have you on the show is for two reasons. One, I absolutely love your energy and I know that you're super passionate about helping people, but two is... I think there's an idea of diversifying your portfolio, and for those people that are in a W-2 that may be looking to be more entrepreneur or those coming out of 2020 who maybe are looking for a different role because of unforeseen circumstances, franchising can be a perfect opportunity to go start their entrepreneurial journey. So I kind of want to take this as a one-on-one conversation, and let's just start with what is a franchise?
0: Yeah, I love it, Matt. Everything you just said and every client avatar you just mentioned, all of those people are my ideal candidates, right? So people who love real estate come to me looking for diversification. And a lot of times real estate produces an asset, but not necessarily cash flow, right? I can help them produce the cash flow and build an asset that then they can sell later. So and all those W-2 people in career transition or just, you know, in a in a company working for a company that is requiring them to do things that they don't want to do, you know, with their lives. Um, those are those are all those people are flocking to me and have flocked to me for 19 years. So, I welcome all of those um, those listeners to definitely reach out if I can help you. So, to answer your question, what is a franchise? The best way to describe the real value proposition is that you are buying down the learning curve of starting a business because you're partnering yourself with people who've already figured it out. So you're not reinventing the wheel. You don't have to have an idea. You don't have to have prior business experience. You can find a leadership team. That's first and foremost, when you invest in a franchise, what you are investing in is people. Widgets and brands need to change and grow. They didn't keep doors open in 2020, but what did? Leadership. So ultimately, when you invest in a franchise, you're always buying people first. You're buying their track record. You're buying into their vision. You're buying into their mentorship and support. So we're buying down the learning curve by partnering ourselves with people who can train us, support us, create the toolbox. You know, the marketing, the training, the technology. Again, to help us get up the learning curve of being a, of becoming a business owner, and we're buying down. Um, we're also buying, statistically, we're buying success, right? Because if they have a proven track record, then we can buy into that idea that if it's worked for all these other people, why will I be any different?
1: Yeah. I like this idea of buying a blueprint and skipping the learning curve, right? Um, People talk about it all the time in the financial industry around having a coach or having a mentor and things like that. And what they're really telling you is that you're going to make mistakes through this process. And having somebody that's already made those mistakes give you the plan or the blueprint or see around the corner for you can really be a benefit to, to accelerating your growth. And it's the same with a business, right? We were talking before this, starting the podcast, I learned so much about scheduling and the different tools and how to record, how to edit, how to publish and all that kind of stuff. And a business is no different. You might be good at sales, but not good at product development, might understand product development, but don't understand how to market. And then when you throw HR, and leading people all around it as well, that can be a task as well. So what is, what does a typical franchise look like agreement? Maybe throw us some examples to help us understand that.
0: Well, um, in terms of like what kind of brands are franchises?
1: Yeah. So I, I think most people know, um, might have a concept over what is a franchise, but like Give us an example of okay, I I I buy into a McDonald's franchise or a Witch Witch franchise or something like that. What what am I really getting with that beyond the, the materials that you mentioned?
0: Okay, sure. And I will stop and say this as one of America's top franchise consultants you have to beg me to show you food. (laughs) And I'm not definitely not bringing you retail either. There's so many other amazing opportunities out there that the average person who thinks of owning a franchise probably doesn't even know exist as franchise opportunities. But that's why I have a business. That's one of the reasons why I have a business. Um, But so when you say yes to that franchise, so you're paying a franchise fee, which is a one-time fee that buys you instant access. So Kim Daly calls the franchise fee the cost of entry. It opens the gate to Disneyland and buys you instant access to that ready-made proven business plan, a defined customer avatar with a marketing plan that's tried and true with technology to help you run the business, and infrastructure that would allow you, the owner, to work on the business rather than in the business. So, one of the key differentiators between an entrepreneur and a franchisee, entrepreneurs typically start businesses around themselves, around their own center of influence. And that becomes a scaling issue for most entrepreneurs. I mean, how many entrepreneurs do you see really scaling a business to a multi million dollar business? But I can take a franchise owner who has the goal to build a multi-million dollar business scaling through multiple locations or multiple territories and in a very short amount of time, they can scale to that full level and then grow it from there. because as the CEO of their franchise, they are working on it while their team and you know employees work in it, which is a huge difference again from entrepreneurship to franchising. So you're buying into that proven plan, the toolbox, the marketing, the technology, you're getting training. So you don't have to be the uh, widget expert. You don't have to come to the table with any experience. In fact, I would tell you that since your success in a franchise is going to be largely based on your ability to follow the franchisor's lead. It's almost better that you don't have any experience because your your ego will be chucked at the door and you're going to come more open to doing it their way. Like if you're an accountant and you buy an h and Block franchise, like how coachable are you going to be on preparing taxes? What if the way you do it is different than H&R Block? But who are we going to argue with h and our Block, right? Like, so that's what I mean, right? But you don't have to be the mechanic to own a Meineke. You don't have to be the hairstylist to own a Supercuts. You don't have to be a massage therapist or know anything about massage therapy to own a massage envy. These are all big American brands. So we need leadership skills. We need sales skills. We need, you know, operational skills, people that can lead teams and run an organization We do not need widget masters. So that's in a nutshell, what you're buying along with that ability then to scale because the wealth in a business will always be created through the scale.
1: Yeah. You um, brought up the idea of working on your business versus in your business. And I think that that was popularized by the E-myth, but um, I, I, I love that idea because everybody has their area of competency and they think that they can go sell that service, but Ultimately, what you're doing is just getting yourself another job at that point. So having, being able to work on your business allows it to really grow and give it the nourishment that it needs to accelerate.
0: And exactly. And if you are looking for something that's almost absentee, I mean, how many entrepreneurs start a business and don't have to be there a hundred hours a week? I have some franchises from day one, the owner puts in five hours a week or less from day one right? Because you're so leveraged through the location, the brand, the systems, the technology, the tools that you literally are putting your money into the investment, but not your time. In franchising, that money and time are inversely related. So the lower the investment, the bigger investment of owner time commitment. On the other side, the bigger the investment, say, for example, a laundromat, right? It's going to be a fairly big investment to have a reasonably sized laundromat with washers and dryers and you know all the hookup and the plumbing and the electrical that goes into building that out. But how much time does an owner put into a laundromat once it's open? Five hours a week or less, right? And that is actually a franchise that I work with. So um, that's what I mean in that trade-off of money for time.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful example of the inverse relationship there. And at the risk of getting a it depends answer, what is the typical buy-in for some of these franchises? Can, do you have any examples that you could maybe throw out?
0: Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. So of course, there are franchise investments that are 10 or 20 or $30,000. And then there are franchise investments that are three, four or $5 million, like in everything in between. Um, as part of my process, when I work with candidates, Matt, I teach them what their money buys. So when a candidate comes to me saying, I think I'm interested in exploring, first of all, my services are free. Like you never pay me any money. I'm, I'm paid like a recruiter. So I, I'm actually helping franchisors grow their brands by bringing them motivated, qualified, you know, ready people who are ready to explore. So they pay me like a recruiter. So there's that. But so I gather data personally, professionally, and financially. I want to learn about your goals, your vision. What are you trying to achieve? through the business. I am infinitely more interested in that than I am what, than I am, what you think you might be interested in investing in. <laughs> because again, if the business isn't a hobby, it's the business is an investment. It's the vehicle that's driving your life to some new place. So I want to know where do you want to end up in what time frame, and what kind of style are we riding in? You know, are you, uh, Riding in a driving a suburban in the middle lane at fifty miles an hour on the highway, or are we in some you know rocket ship like on the back of a motorcycle in the fast lane with no helmet? You know, because there are different investments for different risk tolerances. A supercuts maybe is a safer, more practical you know investment. It's never going to have it high, but it's never going to become obsolete. Versus the next new fitness thing, right? Which maybe you get in, you make a lot of money, but. You're not gonna hope to do that for the next 20 years probably. So I'm gathering the data and learning about people and then matching opportunity. And as part of that, I take the time to educate people about what their money buys and then relate those definitions to their net worth and teach them what the qualifiers are so that then my candidate can say to me, well, based on the facts that I'm interested in investing at this level. Because Matt, before I was doing this, a lot of people would say, well, I'm only interested in putting in 50000 And I'd be like, but you don't understand what that means to me, right? So before I ask how much money somebody wants to put in, I take the time to educate them. So then when they reply, they know what they're saying or what I'm hearing when they say, I want to invest 50000 Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. So you've probably talked to a lot of people around franchising. What, what do you, what, what makes someone successful in purchasing a franchise and then really growing versus somebody that gets into it and maybe is not ready to kind of take on that responsibility of owning a business.
0: It all comes back to a strong, powerful, motivating. Why just like when I was a personal trainer in the gym, right? The guy who came to me after having a heart attack where the doctor said, if you don't lose weight and change your lifestyle, you are going to die. That guy is determined to lose weight. He's going to be my best client, at least for a year. (laughs) But the person who's like, you know, I could stand to lose a few pounds, you know, and they're not really driven by some really strong why, like a class reunion or a wedding day or something like that. They're probably a little bit less focused, a little inconsistent and probably less likely to get the result they're really hoping for. So the same thing is going to be true here. So a franchise, while it is a proven business plan that has training and support, it's there's still no guarantee that you will be successful. So you, the owner, are the biggest determining factor in your success. What you bring, how you show up. Again, as the personal trainer, I could have the best gym equipment. I could have the leading edge exercise science to deliver to you, but I couldn't make your body change. You have to do that. You have to put in the work. You have to show up. You have to be the one dedicated to your goal. And that's the same thing in a franchise. The franchise creates the environment, provides the toolbox and the training and the support, but it's what franchisees do with those tools and systems that creates the result.
1: Yeah. Kim, I'm going to take us off track here a little bit and just ask a personal question. What is your why? Because you're a very driven person with some big goals that we talked about before. And I'm, I'm dying to know what is your why?
0: Oh, I mean, I've always been um, a motivated person. So I am driven by influence. I wake up every day I'm a personal development junkie. Let's start there. And I have been since I was 15 years old. And my dad gave me a Dr. Dennis Waitley book called The Psychology of Success. I devoured that book on the floor of my bedroom when I was 15. And at that moment, the dream to be a motivational speaker was born. But like, how does one do that? So I was a good student. I like science. I'll go to medical school. I'll help people by being a doctor. Like that was my path. And when I fell into franchising, I thought it was this huge deviation from my path only to wake up one morning in a hotel room in Dallas, getting ready to host a live event on franchising where I had about 40 or 50 people coming out to hear me speak. And I literally was laughing out loud in my hotel room like a crazy girl going, look at me. I'm a motivational speaker. People are coming to hear me so they can change their lives. Yeah. So I've always been driven um, to help other people, serve other people. I'm a Christian. I try to lead from my heart and just give the best that I can. And that demands or requires that I continue to grow personally and be the best me that I can be so I can give more to other people. And that's exactly what happened in my journey of being a franchise consultant. So I spent eight years as an average performing consultant. And then I did one thing. And one year later, I made history. I had built the largest franchise consulting business in the history of franchise consulting. And that was back in 2012. And I've maintained that, grown it, shared it with other consultants who now beat me. And now it's a science that I can share with all of my candidates. And it's a story that I can share on a podcast like this, like, what does it take to go from average to above average, to go from good to great, to go from kind of like living a dream to living the dream. And, and really I, I've spent 20 years helping people say yes to the dream of business ownership. And my hope is that the next 20 years, the daily coach is able to develop into that real motivational speaker who can help these owners not just say yes to their dream, but really live the life of their dream.
1: I, so I want to ask too. So you're on the med school path, and then you get into franchise consulting. And I feel like sometimes people take a detour thinking that it's only going to be a detour, only to find that it is their true passion. And I I have this conversation sometimes that. You have to start doing something to know whether it's something you enjoy or not. You can't just look at it from the outside because unless you're in the thick of things, you'll never know what was the moment when you knew that this was something you were interested in, and 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 it finally started clicking. I guess.
0: Well, a couple of things. I mean, I answered a classified ad that literally changed my life. It was for a franchise consulting company, not the one I'm part of today.
1: Kim, what is but, a classified um, ad? Wait, <laughs> what is a classified ad?
0: Oh man. <laughs> Show me your age,
1: Matt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me blush. (laughs) So it was for a franchise consulting company. And it was a telemarketing job. And I, I went to Boston College and I raised money for the BC Alumni Fund. And I realized in college that I, Um, was very competitive and uh, money motivated. And uh, I I was a good influencer on the phone. I raised the most amount of money for Boston College every single time I was on the phone. So I answered this telemarketing ad just because I knew that it was something I enjoyed doing and could do. And it was for this franchise consulting company. And they very quickly offered me a one-year job to which, of course, my dad was like, don't do it, you'll never go to med school. But I was like, you know, it sort of sounds fun to just take a break and do something unrelated to science and studying and just like live a little bit before I go to med school. Well, of course, my dad was right because your dads are always right. <laughs> and I never went back, I never looked back. But Matt, after working for, that, for one year, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so here I am in franchising. But I wanted to be self-employed because I hated working for somebody else. Like, again, my parents told would said, "Kim, we saw this coming from the time you were two. I was misindependent." But um, I worked for that company for three years, and at 25 years old, I left working for someone else, and I've never looked back. I'm 49 today. I'm, I'm completely unemployable. <laughs> and, and mainly because my freedom has no price. And I tell people that is what I'm selling. The freedom, the joy that comes from knowing the confidence that you can be, have, and do anything you want when you set your mind to it. I'm just the guide using franchising as the vehicle. There are many other ways to achieve what I'm selling, if you will, but franchising is a great way for the average person to scale a business quickly and to really get to where they can build wealth and have fun because it's collaborative. You're not out there like an entrepreneur. I was an entrepreneur for five years and it's very lonely, you know, and you're making it up as you go along and there's, there's no way to vet what you're doing. And you're just like, am I wasting time? Am I spending money unnecessarily? You just don't know. And then here, over over here in franchising, I came back to my franchising roots at 29 when I, when I learned about franchise and I was like, gosh, I mean, it's, it's where people help people. We're collaborative. We work together, all of us franchisees where we're building a brand together. So we're shareholders. So we, we share best practices. We, we celebrate with each other. We celebrate each other. You know, we're not, yes, we're competitive because we're human and everybody wants to be like rookie of the year and number one, but at the end of the day, we're all laughing at ourselves because no matter how good I do, and if I can teach somebody else to do what I did when I became a history maker, like it's it's the greatest privilege I've had as a franchise consultant to share what made me so successful with other consultants, so they can go help more people.
1: Yeah, you know? I I really love how you keep coming back to the point of this is a a guide or a vehicle or a rocket ship or whatever vehicle we're talking about here because one of the things that I like to talk about is like if you have to have clarity on where you're going. And if you don't have clarity on where you're going, then any road's gonna get you there or you'll end up lost on someone else's road trying to trying to get you to go down where their clarity is. So uh, I just wanna give you kudos and a, a quick call out because franchising is a option. Just like I always say, real estate is a option towards financial freedom. It is not the option. There is no the option, only option. There's only multiple different options and knowing where you want to go and how you want to get there will determine the vehicle that you choose.
0: Awesome. It's so true. It always comes back to the clarity of your vision. Like I said before, I'm infinitely more interested in why are we talking and where do you want to end up in 3 and 5 and 10 years like what is the vision for your future and what role does this business play in helping you get from here to there is it the only thing is it part of a piece, you know a piece of the pie and there's real estate and 401k's and other financial you know um vehicles that are getting you where you want to be financially but then there's the legacy piece about you know getting your family involved there's the just the pride and the ownership that and the confidence that's gained from daring to go wake up every day and create your own path so i'm infinitely more interested in that because finding the right business like people think oh when i find the right business i'll do it i'm like there is no such thing like you just said the right business presents itself when you're clear on what you want and need the business to do for you. And then voila. So once we get clear on what you want, trust me, finding the right business is, that's my business. It's easy.
1: That's it. And you spoke about the Daily Coach a few minutes ago. And I I don't want to breeze over that because we were chatting also as well that you uh, have a a fantastic YouTube channel where you're putting out videos and, and helping people get clear on that. What have you learned through that process? Maybe talk to us a little bit about um, what you've learned through the process of of starting a YouTube channel and um, some of the educational content that you produce.
0: Oh, okay, Matt, as I was 16 before... My YouTube channel, which by the way, is kimdaily.tv is the single greatest thing I have ever done professionally. So back up, like growing up, I was, I'm a shameless, like if there's a stage and there's an audience, I want to be center stage, (laughs) call me a middle child because I am, (laughs) I couldn't exist. Now my parents are like, not true. But anyway, I I was I grew up in the theater, I grew up competing in Miss America pageants, talent shows, you name it, speech competition, I was in it. So to put me behind a camera and say talks, it's not really a stretch for my personality. <laughs> so it's really we're having a great a great time. Um, I have learned that I love being behind the camera and I have learned that I love sharing what I know. Um, and talking to the lens is just like talking to somebody on the phone or talking to a friend across the table and you can reach so many people that you might not otherwise reach, you know, and you don't know when they're finding you, you know, in the middle of the night or on the weekend, or they just lost their job. And, I make videos with those people in mind, feeling and hoping that when they find me, they find me in an inspired moment. They find me when they most need me. And that I'm going to deliver that encouraging word that just helps them say, this is the girl that I think can help me change my life.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. And I, at the risk of being overburdensome on your time and stealing all of it, I want to transition us now into the last round. We're calling this the five toppings. Our first one is what is your favorite book or what is a book you've read recently that's given you a paradigm shift?
0: Oh, you asked me this question ahead of time. And like, so I'm a book junkie. <laughs> a favorite book is like impossible, but I'd say of course, I love personal development books. So, but the the best story wrapped around personal development and life change for me is Brendan Bruchard's book, Life's Golden Ticket. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I actually just paid my teenage boys to read it. And yes, <laughs> I pay my kids to read life-changing
1: books. <laughs> hey, that is probably one of the best investments you can make, though, is paying them for that.
0: I'm like, it is your job to be developing your mind right now. So I don't know what school's teaching you, but I know what I want you to learn. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. Well, our second thing is, um, I believe the person that you become is directly correlated to the habits that you have and the things that you do every single day. What is something that you do every single day?
0: I go to the gym every day for sure. Five days a week. But, um, the best thing that I've learned to do in the last probably five or six years is first thing in the morning, just take 15 or 20 minutes to center myself, remind myself who I am, why I'm here and what matters most to me. Cause life can get so busy and our heads get so chaotic right? And when you're driven like me and you're managing this huge pipeline and helping other people and taking on all of their emotions and raising kids and, you know, trying to be superwoman and do it all. If you don't start the day in a centered place where you're breathing and you're relaxed and you remind yourself what your purpose is with clarity, man, your life can go off track really fast. (laughs) So that's probably better advice than going to the gym, but they go together.
1: Yeah. I heard a a story you told about being at the chiropractor or the physical therapist, where you actually, they requested that you just take deep breaths and that that was some of the best physical therapy that you've ever had. Um, and I I would agree with that. Like sometimes when I can't sleep at night
0: yeah, for two years, I had a lower back problem and I finally found like a a physical therapist, Pilates instructor, and she, she gets me down and she's like, how often do you just stop to breathe? I'm like, what? So she's like, okay, okay. The next week, every time I she like on set time, set schedule, I want you to just get in your cat cow position and I just want you to take 10 long, slow, deep breaths. Do you know, Matt, that since then I have never had a back problem? <laughs> Yep. That is a true story. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're giving me inspiration to do this. There's a book out there called breathing or breath or, or something like that, that talks about the power of just breathing correctly and how we're all taught to breathe. We're never taught how to breathe correctly because we think, oh, it's just breathing. But really I catch myself just short breathing a lot. And if you just take a sep- second, second, take those four seconds in four seconds out it imma- it's a, am- mat, it's, it's amazing what it can do for you.
0: Just take it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are blessed with like more laid back, easygoing personalities. They probably have don't have the issues that, you know, someone like myself was a little more type A driven, you know, trying again, trying to keep all the plates spinning all the time. It's it's a good it's a good it was a very good life lesson for me.
1: Yeah. I yeah. was happy
0: that I had a back problem because it taught me to breathe.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, our third one is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
0: That's easy. So I broke my leg a couple of years ago. Um, I'm a single mom and I broke my leg and it was my driving leg. And I was now like stuck on a couch for 14 weeks and um, forced to slow down and learn patience. Um, But you know what I really learned during that time was (laughs) life is supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be fun. Why do we make it so serious and so complicated and so chaotic? So whenever I feel out of balance, I remind myself to laugh at myself, to take it down. It all comes back to breathing and slowing down and just get back to the things that make Kim happy. When I'm happy, I'm going to be able to give so much more to every single person I come in contact with. If I'm off because I'm not taking the time to... Be happy, it's just not going to be a good day for me or anybody else around me.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, our fourth one is what's the thing that you're most proud of in your life?
0: I am most proud of how many lives my business has touched in 19 years. I have literally helped, I mean, been blessed to help thousands of people explore franchising hundreds to change their life and become business owners, many, many of them for the very first time. And in the course of helping all of those people, guess what happened? I got to live my own dream.
1: Yep. Yep. You want to live your own dream, help others. Yep. Uh, And I'm uh,
0: very proud of the life that I've created for my kids and I Um, just I'm, I'm very proud of it. When I pull up to my house, we live in a pretty modest house, but it's really nice. And it's mine. It's my cottage by the sea. And even just yesterday, when I pulled up and the Christmas lights were on outside, because we're recording at Christmas time, um, I just am filled with so much gratitude. And I said it out loud, like, oh, thank you, God, that I get to live here.
1: Yes, I love that. Our um, last one is, if you could sit down and eat a bowl of ice cream with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why?
0: That is another easy one for Kim Daly. So I am like obsessed <laughs> with Pastor Stephen Furtick. Do you know him? He is I, the pastor of Elevation Church. Okay, okay, so I'm a good Christian girl. And so Pastor Furtick for me is the most influential person in my life. I found him on, on Facebook, ironically enough, maybe three or four years ago. And um, I love, I give a lot to his church. I think he is like a superhuman and I, I dream of the day because I know there will come a day where I will get to be face to face and just have like a real, like everyday conversation with Stephen Furtick.
1: With a bowl of chocolate ice cream. And his wife, his wife
0: is probably more amazing than him. I should say that both Mr. And Mrs. Furtick, they're both amazing, amazing people. And what they've accomplished, the amount of the lot talk about lives changed. Their church touches people all over the world every single week. I'm talking when you're logged in on a Sunday morning, you'll see there are like 40,000 people watching. Wow. And he has multiple channels. That's just one channel because otherwise we're going to crash the internet. You know, he, he is so real and he, he is the best Bible storyteller of our time, in my opinion. And that is why people are so, so drawn to him. Because he shares truth in a way that's relevant and that even people who have no relationship with Jesus or God, I think, say, I think I want to have a relationship. I want to understand this because he's just, he's amazing. He's a superhuman. He's extraordinary
1: yeah well you have definitely convinced me that i will check him out later today because of that so and and that's one of the beauties of the internet right is forty thousand people they don't all have to be in the same city or town that he is in now i mean they could be from all over the world just learning from him because of that so that's that's awesome to hear it's
0: the e-fam which i always thought was like for internet family but it's the extended family <laughs> yeah i am part of the elevation e-fam social
1: <laughs> there you go there you go well kim fantastic conversation I I love your energy. I love your passion for helping people. If people wanted to reach out to you and learn more about what you do, where's the best place we could send them?
0: Well, the best place is kimdaily.tv. You can find all of my email and website and contact information there. Just go up to YouTube, check out some of my videos. If it inspires you, absolutely know that I want to be your daily coach.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. And I look forward to having you back on soon. Thank you for listening to Ice Cream with Investors. If you like what we serve you here, it would mean the world to me if you would like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app.